If you know, you know, I'm Chris Fisher here with Laura Walton. Hello. We want to talk about uh, vacation rentals a little bit more. Yeah. And some of the challenges, but also uh, I want to kind of go into... There's a bigger purpose. There's a bigger purpose behind why we are like uh, beating ourselves up with vacation rentals. Because people are probably listening to like, why, why, why are you, do you even why do, do that? Do well, that? Why it's are like, you what a waste of time. Yeah. So I would say that it, looking back, I would say vacation rentals took way more of our attention and time than we ever could have expected. For sure. Like years. And in the midst of that, like we had talked about that sales, you know, we don't put a lot of time into sales and that people would just come in. I think part of why we would go like sales is so fun is because vacation rentals was so hard. And if somebody came in and wanted to go look at houses, we're going, yes, get us out of here. here. Let us (laughs) go do that, please. Yeah. And, um, it was a lot of at the beginning it was just me and you and then we had um we had hired uh our daughter Alyssa was was helping out and then uh her boyfriend at the time Evan uh was helping out so they were doing walkthroughs and cleanings they were our cleaning crew they, yeah, they, and our maintenance crew actually, they started too. yeah they started yeah. to kind of be those eyes on the property so that you and I aren't having to go out there all the time but yeah, because we were the ones who got the call in the middle of the night. We were the ones who had to go fix whatever the issue was. Um, in addition to being the booking agents and also, I mean, we, we basically did it all. But I think that we recognized really quickly that's not that's not scalable, but also that we weren't going in the right direction. We were purely, sink- actually, we were sinking. Um, by managing those few properties that we were managing that just weren't up to the as soon as you as soon as you wanted. felt as soon as you felt like okay so we made a I mean we made a pretty significant switch from I mean, we, we had talked about how the software and how everything was yeah, that was terrible we implemented it I mean we Lori and I take one vacation a year yeah and we if usually that. go to Cabo San Lucas but it's one vacation and we were implementing a software and that whole vacation we spent in the hotel room yeah I don't remember doing anything. I feel but like being, there's a lot of those years. There yeah. are, yeah. yeah, for sure. But it was implementing a uh, a software, which is a huge, but that did all the booking, all the scheduling. We could have all the owner's information, but they also had an accounting aspect for uh they had it. all of it. So it's called LiveRes and I'm just going to, they're not sponsoring us or anything like that. But LiveRes is a full encompassing um, property management vacation rental software. So we were having a hard time finding something that was more than just booking and payout that actually did the trust, trust accounting account. on it. Also, remember they had work orders and the maintenance side of things. They were just also, implementing they had some of that CRM stuff. CRM system. Yeah. They had the tie in to all of those other platforms that we're using Airbnb and VRBO. Uh, pro, and all that. pro tip again uh, oh if a software scary. system says that they're, they're an all in one, they're not. No. They well, do yeah. one or two things really well and then they just added a feature on that. No, here's what excited. here's what here's the pro tip. They will tell you what you want to hear. So if you say, does it do this? They're going to go, yeah, oh, absolutely. So just make sure and get it all in writing. And (laughs) also make sure that you're, when you're looking at different software programs, that you're really comparing them side by side and that you're making them show you that functionality with a real example of something that you use in your day to day. But yeah. 
No, I think one of the main things that we want to talk about in this episode is really just the flywheel effect. So I use this term a lot and I use it inside our business a lot. And I think that anybody who's been in business or, you know, been associated with sort of a concept around the flywheel effect, they'll get what, what we're talking about here. But just to explain flywheel effect, the concept behind it is just you're creating something that actually, um, that, that sort of feeds itself with different aspects of the business. So as an example, with Luxbox agency, that's real estate, um, by introducing short-term rentals, anyone who buys real estate from us could easily transition their property into a Luxbox vacation rental property. And then anybody who would be staying at that Luxbox vacation rental property might actually buy a house. And anybody who um, has sold a house might actually then go buy another house and they might do that as another vacation rental property or a long-term investment property. Um, But we basically have three pillars of our Luxbox agency business, one being the real estate end of things, One being, we call it short-term rentals, but really that encompasses um, nightly rentals as well as monthly rentals. And then we have the arm that is our long-term rentals. And those are like apartment rentals or homes that are being rented on an annual basis. And each of those businesses feeds the other. And those three pillars were really what we set up with Luxbox Agency. What ended up evolving out of that was that people also who were looking to buy a house from us, or in a case where they didn't buy a house from us, but they bought a house and they were looking to put it in our vacation rental portfolio, they were looking for design services or they were looking for some sort of help in making sure that they're presenting a property with the right experience. And so we just by sheer nature and and it was very organic how it all happened, um, we're able to start giving advice and guidance on how they should be designing out their properties. So now we've added that fourth pillar, which is the low, low interiors and design. We did end up splitting that out and, you know, it's its own business, but really it came out of that flywheel Mm -hmm. effect. So it was then people who were um, buying a house, might have the house designed, then might rent the house, then might sell the house, then somebody staying at the rental might buy a house and do the exact same thing. And all of that together is the flywheel effect. And it makes, it makes our business make sense the why we would continue to go down the super ridiculously hard path of vacation rentals. Well, and I think we did an analysis where uh, we looked at, you know, all we looked at um, kind of the tentacles, you know, the six separations from whatever it is. And it always kind of came back to vacation rentals. Yeah. And so there was some tie back to vacation rentals. So a sale or or how that person came in, they they stayed, they actually rented a house and then for what they had a great experience and then we met them and then they liked they us decided and then, to buy a and house. then they bought a house and yeah. it's just kind of like there's always a tie back and so it was like we thought okay all this pain is worth it. Yeah, for sure. And so in fact we need to uh, continue to invest in it. I think we've it's been about a 30% to 40% year over year growth Growth, on every single year we've been here on the vacation rentals. Yeah. So it's been pretty consistent and the team has, 
But I would say it's definitely a testament to the team because remember, when we first were managing it for the first year and a half on our own where we were doing everything by ourselves, um, there was there was no growth. That was just a getting a getting our sea legs, right? Understanding what's going on in that business, what's working, what's not. Then as we started growing out that team and you really sort of, everybody is working around one concept and the concept is make it the best experience possible for that guest. If everybody can think of it in those terms, no matter what your skill set is or what your job is, if you're the cleaner or you're the walk through person or whatever, um, if everybody has the client's best interest in mind, it will, everybody will be thinking outside the box and also doing things that are outside of their job description. So we've said early on to everybody, like your job is bigger than just your job. If you're the cleaner and you notice something that was a maintenance item, like there's, you know, water leaking and it's, it's ruining the baseboards. That's your job as well to, to make sure and alert us to the fact that that happened. That's, we see everybody as being collaborative and that without knowing that, then the next person who comes in, it might be too late for us to react before a guest stay or whatever. But there's um, training that goes with that oh because God. you would have a not nonstop, have a, a note that said, that plant's like No, we literally dead. have this. Well, what did you do about it? I wrote it down. Yeah, I'm I telling made a, you. I'm, I'm telling you that this happened. Yeah. No, we I'm, had people. I'm telling you, there was water. We wrote it down. There's water on the floor. What did you do about it? You Nothing. Guys, I wrote had, it down. We've had teams who've been like, by the way, there is, um, there's a cockroach on the floor in the kitchen. Awesome. You grabbed it then, right? Well, no, but there is one. So we just need to call pest service or get somebody out there to handle it. It's like, what are you talking about? Somebody's checking in <laughs> Somebody, in like yeah. 15 This minutes. is called pick up the goddamn roach. And like, this is a reality of living in the desert. So there are things that we don't like to deal with, but that's just, that's just a reality. So I think it's really good to, uh, from like, safe to say now, you and I are, are, we feel like we're talented and we are, we are good at, we wow. can, we can like... come across as like, we're really good in separate areas, but really not. We can just, we can take it so, so far. far. And I think that's with anybody. You can take it so far and yeah. then we've, we've reached our, our max Yeah. and you have to have, uh, partners and team players that come in that like can take, take the, the vision level. or kind of what you, your intentions that you had, and they take it to the next level. And that, yeah. that, a hundred percent happened with, uh, our, team. Our, our team. Yeah, yeah for sure. They took it, they put in so many more processes, uh, so many, uh, uh, more, um, standards as far as just how they, yeah. how they evaluate a property, how they evaluate an owner, how they communicate to the tenants. They take it Setting so those seriously. Expectations those expectations up front. Yeah, absolutely. I do remember when we first started hiring the team and, and we kept thinking, well, our job will be that we meet with every client who is interested in renting a property with us. We'll do the initial like meeting with the client and then we'll hand that off to our team. And I was so happy the day we finally felt confident that we could have our team go out there and vet the properties, vet the owners. Because remember, they're the ones who are having to pick up the pieces if we're working with an owner that ends up not being a good experience for anybody or that, you know, we thought we set good expectations, but then that particular person changed their expectations or, you know, their life circumstances changed and it ended up being something that, you know, was not, um, was not something that we could work within. So yeah, we had, 
now we've got this team of people who literally go do the assessment of the property and the owner up front to just identify whether or not we're going to make a good team. Um, and then they manage it from start to finish. And then if there is an opportunity, you know, a flywheel effect opportunity that comes out of it where there's a lead coming off of a guest who stayed or whatever, that gets handed off to our sales team. And our sales team is very distinctively different than our vacation rental management team. So their entire uh, job is to create the best experience for the guest and the owner. And our sales team is to go and, and find the What right I love now is like, cause yeah. we, I mean, we're in meetings like all the time, but, yeah. and we know what's going on, what properties, all that stuff. Yeah. And we don't get into the detail detail. No, we have weekly meetings and with our teams. Almost yeah. feel like a fish out of water because you feel like you're like, you don't know the processes that they have. And so you yeah. almost feel like this is my first day at work yeah. and I don't want to mess up what you guys have going on. Yeah. And there's a lot of time we come in the office and I feel like we're a lot to handle <laughs> with you and I come in. Yeah, the, totally. They have their, their, their the process, flow. the flow that they're yeah. doing. And then you and I come in and there's a lot of personality <laughs> and like a lot of, what was of... that little peanuts character that came in that was like, had the dirty blanket. Yeah. Us. Yeah. So I yeah. feel like when we come in, we're like this little pile of they're chaos like, a little can, bit. Cause they, we're like, what about this? How about this? Oh, we were thinking about this. Da, da, da. And maybe they're like, they can, okay. they can work from home today. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I think they do prefer when we do that for sure. <laughs> so that was huge. Yeah. Uh, having them come in and, and to be able to do that. And I think, uh, the timing of all of that was, you know, I still remember the kind of the, I think it was at our own property where it was, it was kind of at the end where we need to not be doing this. There needs to change. Remember what for Coachella for our own property? Oh my God, you guys, this story is, is too much to handle, but we had, okay, I'll kind of tell the beginning and then you can jump <laughs> in. But basically, um, when it comes to, well, first, let me just tell people our philosophy around Coachella and stagecoach. We actually usually have the best Coachella, uh, guest stays, usually we're able to really filter through and make sure that, you know, the people that we're bringing in for all of our properties that we manage are the right um, fit. And we've, we've been very, very lucky in that they happen to be the right fit. But part of the reason why, and I'm just going to say this, but it's basically they're stoned out of their minds. So they are the most calm, cool, and collected people. They are waking up late. They're getting ready for Coachella. They're coming in in the middle of the night, and then they're sleeping in late. And so they're really not doing much at the property. They're actually at the festival the whole time. Stagecoach people though, oh my God. There are that is yeah, that is our people. These are people who haven't left their they haven't been on vacation for a while. They've are oh, they're away from their the kids. Their <laughs> children, yeah. And they are out of control. Like I'm talking hooping, hollering, Ooh, yeah! like yeah, like beer cans, like beer bottles being smashed, like bringing glasses. Bob Seeger blaring on the radio. Horrible. Yeah. So if anybody is to ruin the vacation rental side of things, I really think it's the stagecoach crowd that comes <laughs> in. But anyway, so what happened was we had um, a group of young professionals that were going to be staying at the casitas. And uh, I mean, young professionals. Look, college. No, no, no. They drove cars nicer than ours. And they were, right? they look like we they're in college. we have a Range Rover. So it was like, that was a, they, they were driving some freaking nice cars. <laughs> and so, uh, which obviously we didn't know until the story sort of rolls out. But basically, 
we rented it to, it's two small casitas on its own like little private resort. So it's all uh, walled in, it has its own pool, it's gated, you drive in, the whole thing. But basically it there is, um, for each of the casitas, there's a bedroom and then there's a pullout couch. And so the max capacity that you can sleep in the property is eight. And, um, and so we had people who signed up for eight and, um, we ended up finding out that there were, how many people were ended up staying there? There ended up being, uh, 12, 12 or 13. 13. Yeah. And I remember talking to the, to the gal, I mean, I managed properties for years and I just remember like I took a different approach because I spent a lot of time talking with these people and it's just like, you know, if, as far as renting to people that you know, make it their home, that that's their home. Yeah. And so, and I know there's property management companies, owners that are like, it's a business. And so I don't care if they like raise the rent, get them out of there. And, and I always thought that there's a human aspect to, to renting. So treat them not as a, a commodity, but treat them as a human being and yeah. have a talk with them and yeah. you can kind of do that. So but remember, I, I, before you go into it, one of the reasons why we didn't want more than eight people at the property is it's historic. Yeah. These are 1942 delicate. delicate properties. Like you don't, you know, the sewer systems and the sinks and all that, these are old systems. And so you don't want to load a bunch of people in there. Like we get people all the time who want to do weddings that are property or whatever. And it's like, no, 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 it's not built for that. It's, it's not something that we can do. So it's, we, we basically protect our little casitas and want to make sure that the people that are staying there are staying as if it's a little boutique resort. Okay. You go. So I end up calling cause we had, you know, we had heard there was not noise, but there was just a lot of people during the day. They were like swimming and stuff like that, but not being outrageous. It's just that, you know, we had one of our team members, you know, kind of go by there and look in and there was a lot of people that are around there. And we had heard that. No, they're having a date. No, remember whole, it was a whole party. party yeah. There was a massive party going on. And we had heard that there, they possibly had all of them staying there that, that night. night. And so I called the gal and I said, Hey, just wanted to clarify that, um, no more than eight people, no more than eight people. And she, uh, she said, no, there is not, there is not eight people. And I was just came out and I'd go, just tell me like, you know, only, only eight people, you. Uh, you know, work, just be honest with me and tell me. But and if she, we find out there's more than eight people, just they will be asked, asked to leave. Yeah. yeah. Because if she would have told me that night that there are 12 people, like we could have, I would have worked with her because they're paying like a pretty penny to stay at this place. Yeah. And she lied. And so the next morning, uh, we drove up there and we knocked Not on the door. the door. And sure enough, like they just started coming out like out of every door. Every yeah. door. There was and like 12 or 13. I think we ended up counting in the end. And basically just right in front of all of her friends said, look, we talked to you about this last night. We asked you to be honest about how many people were staying here. We're very protective for a couple of different reasons. From a fire marshal perspective, there's requirements here and regulations that we have to follow. And then second, we it's a historic casita, so we want to make sure that our house is not being, our little casitas are not being trashed. And she was, she basically we ended up kicking out her additional four friends. Yeah. Four or five no, friends. all of them. No, no, no. We said, first, let's get your four or five friends out of here. And she was so devastated over the whole thing that we ended up just... I remember, like, you know, they do the full, like, 
call mom on, but on the speakerphone oh, yeah, so yeah. we can all hear it. And the mom. No, she was like, I'm so sorry, honey. Sweetie, we'll, we'll get you, get a, you a different one. Yeah. Like, like enabled, what? enabled all this is like going in. And, and that's and, how and we here, end up where here we it are. Goes again. Yeah, exactly. Now, with that said, for that many people that were jammed in, it was spotless. Oh my God, you guys. So, and then I felt bad actually. <laughs> but again, from a fire marshal perspective, we can't let that, we can't do it. It was wrong. It. You can't yeah. do it. Yeah, and what they did it. was wrong. And I get, we gave her opportunity to, to get out. So that was, I feel like e we didn't tell that she, story so she, well, but it was I, like, she broke the lease that, in, yeah. in doing that. And yeah, so it doesn't it matter. Bad. You can't go back and go, you know, that was wrong of, of what was happening there. Yeah. So, and that was frustrating. So yeah, yeah. that was nuts. And that wasn't the first and it won't be the last no. of those experiences. And I think that part of running a vacation rental business, you have to, you, you really can guard against only so much on the front end. You know, you're checking reviews and you're making sure that, you know, you're not like, we've actually had situations where we've had bloggers reach out and say, we love your property. Like, can we get a deal? And then we'll post your stuff. Out. And then they don't post it in the best light or they don't post it at all. Um, and we give them a deal or whatever, or they trash the place. And so we're, we're sort of very protective over who ends up getting into the properties, but no matter how careful you are, um, you, there's also just, you have to have a, you have to have boots on the ground. You have to have people who are able to check on the property, um, during a guest day. And so our teams are running all over town and they're able to really make sure that we, we don't. And have I think one of the things activities. is as from an owner, we felt like since we, you know, cause well, it's a flywheel effect. We we yeah. are owner of a rental property that our business manages. So yeah. as owners, we pay a management fee. We don't yep. get a deal. We pay a management fee to our other business to manage that property. And yeah. I think that incident was kind of that we need to step out. We don't want to be helicopter owners yeah. that are just hovering and picky and all that stuff. But yeah. we also have standards. So what we Let looked at is like... We just need to be owners of this property, let them run it, and then we will give our feedback here and there when we go up there um, and look at the property and kind of see what conditions it, it, it's in. And we will help out just like any other property. But if they need something, we kind of look at it as our property is, a, is our lab. Yeah. It's our product development lab yeah. is if you guys want to implement some new thing implement it new on us soaps or new towels let's try it out try and it so there, yeah. um and we can rent on a nightly basis there and so we're able to do that so um all that stuff gets rolled out that we can try at that property and yeah. so um we've slowly um started um bringing in nicer furniture bringing in nicer uh design yeah. trying to understand um does that affect how much we the get per night rate. and yeah. does the rental rate go up and do we rent it more often and, and we do those things. It, and does it end up being rented to people who care for the property more than other price points? And so we're always looking at how that affects the, the rental you know, the rental clientele that stays at the properties. But I will say, I know this sounds like we've got all these horrible stories, but really, if you think about the number, so we've got what, 35-ish no, properties, like 40 properties right. that we manage um, on a nightly and monthly basis, plus then another 150 or so that we rent on but, an annual and basis. And just know, one vacation right. rental equals about 10 regular uh, rentals. You mean level of effort? Yeah, so if you, yeah. if you went like, oh, you only have, let's say 50 vacation rentals, no. Yeah. That's 
That's like having 400 other rentals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the amount but, of effort. But I think the point is that there is, um, you know, it, in order to manage a, a population like that and you've got nightly stays and so say that there's, you know, at a minimum... 35 to, you know, in some cases, depending 50. upon where it's at, 50 um, stays. So if you if you take our stories and then you divide it by the actual number of stays that have happened at the properties, our bad stays have been a very, very, small, very, like very low small. percentage. Um, we've been very lucky, but I think it's not just luck. It's also making sure that your team is really vetting people on the front end because Rule, that's Rules is. are sent. They, yeah. they under, expectations are the biggest thing is yeah. that everybody has expectations. It's there's transparency. Everything's upfront. And yeah. so everybody knows what to expect when they're showing up. And, yes. and so that's been kind of huge. Yeah, I totally agree. So many good stories that we have for our vacation rental business. This to me, when we get into our episodes where we bring in our teams and we really talk about, you know, what's working, what's not. And then also some funny stories that they'll be able to share um, with their experiences. That's really what this is all about. So yeah. this is a good starting point. Cool. Yes. All right. See ya.